0: Our series, this one anothering series, you may have noticed the place that it comes is greet one another with a holy kiss. So, we're going to talk about uh, this um, language, this uh, encouragement, challenge, call to greet one another with a holy kiss. It, it uh, happens uh, in multiple places in Scripture, not just here. But we're going to see other parts of the way that we interact with one another. Physically, the way that we are physically present with one another, in the ways in which that matters, um, there's a there's a sense in which today I, I think about this as both a encouragement and a lament, uh, because we're all wearing masks. We were hoping that we would be farther down the road and moving past COVID, and, and we're not, right? So uh, there's a sense in which the encouragement to uh, recognize the ways in which we're going to see encouraged to be uh, physically present with one another that there are some limits to that and so there's both an encouragement in the uh, principally and in the long term but there's a lament in the fact that even now it's not happening in the ways there's some barrier that we have up just with the, the masks right uh, and, uh, and so we're lamenting uh, in the midst of uh, seeing these truths from scripture and it also it kind of changes the way that I think about uh, uh, my, my first thought was to think about the last year and a half uh, and uh, some of the moments that stand out for you. And, and certainly um, we, we can think about many that were discouragements, but but maybe there's some encouragements and moments of joy. And I know for me that one of some of those moments were the first few worship services uh, that we experienced when we were back in person after having been on zoom for so long or that both the first outdoor service and then the first uh, indoor services with with regularity or uh, the first time to be able to uh, be in somebody else's home we went so many months without that I was pretty careful because of my lung issues right and so the first opportunity to give people a hug or handshake or fist bump or whatever it might be and then, and then now we're again in that moment where it's like I wish that those had been just the gradual uh, increasing of, of what we are meant to experience. And yet there are going to be times, including now, where it's, we're not experiencing those in quite the same way. And yet one of the things that it has done for us, for many of us, is, is it has highlighted our need to be physically present with one another. Even as we have the great technology to, uh, to engage in, in other ways, we have longed for... Uh, the opportunity to be physically present with one another. And this is a, uh, a biblical story. Uh, this, the beauty of being phys- physically connected and related with one another. And that's where we find ourselves here. In this, uh, we, we have, just as a recap, we're talking about this idea of how we relate to one another, looking at passages that, that give us these commands to do particular things with one another. We started with love one another. This overarching theme. And then we talked about humbly serving one another. And included in that is forgiving one another. Uh, then we talked about uh, building, encouraging, exhorting one another. Uh, and uh, this is a part of that that we find ourselves is greeting one another with a holy kiss. And we're going to, again, uh, look at what that means, how that plays out. Um, and we're going to see in uh, this passage and in others that uh, our physical bodies and the physical world... Matters deeply. It matters to God and it matters to us. And those are the two points. Uh, The physical world, our physical bodies, they matter to God and they matter uh, to us. And with that comes both encouragements, but also uh, warnings and concerns of the way that these things have been um, at times uh, misapplied or twisted. So let me pray and we'll uh, take a look. Lord, we do pray that you would open our hearts and minds to your truth, that we might be challenged and encouraged, and we might find hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The physical world matters to God. Uh, we, we hear all kinds of stories, uh, both within the church and without. I mean, I I know that uh, I have heard in churches over the years this uh, division of the physical and the spiritual and that the physical is just something to to avoid it 's just something that, we're, that that taints us right the physical world around us our bodies, the desires we have, all of that stuff right uh, there, there is often this uh, encouragement to divide to separate between the physical and the spiritual that is not the biblical story, and at the same time, we have stories coming from our culture that are uh, that are challenging stories that uh, come to us that they push against the biblical story as well. And, and they go from one extreme to the other. I mean, one is just to say that uh, the, the physical, it's just physical, so it doesn't really matter. And, and we, we find this in that most uh, physical connection of, of sex. It's just sex, right? It's just our, our bodies. It's just uh, the, the desires that we have from evolutionary um, development. Uh, and so it's just not a big deal. But then we, at the other end, we have the recognition that it's a very, very big deal. And uh, the reason that, for example, the Me Too movement matters is because there is a recognition that, uh, that what happens to our bodies has uh, impact in our lives in deep ways. Even one uh, encounter can affect us for the rest of our lives. And so we have these uh, uh, competing stories at, at times that uh, the, the body and the physical, it doesn't really matter or it matters. Uh, deeply, It matters so much that because we're these evolutionary beings and uh, our bodies have these desires that we even define ourselves, our very identities, by our physicality or our desires that come from that, right? And, and, uh, and these are complicated issues that we won't be able to fully cover in one sermon. But what we find is a story in the scripture that says that the physical absolutely matters and that it works with the spiritual, And uh, and that we need the the picture of both of those things. It's the story of God's Word. We start at the very beginning in creation, that God creates the world. He creates a physical world as he speaks the world into being. All of the languages is the, the world that he creates and all of its physicality ending with human beings that he creates physically. He doesn't create uh, Adam and Eve. He doesn't create humans and then find some vessel for them to insert Adam and Eve into. He creates Adam from the dust and creates Eve from Adam's rib. He creates them physically. And uh, we find that this is the value that he has. As we see, Psalm 139 says that David says, you knit me together in my mother's womb. There's just this very physical nature of being, he goes on to say, fearfully and wonderfully made. That we were created And that our bodies matter. We were created in our bodies. This is the way that God has made us in his image, going back to uh, creation in Genesis 1 and 2. And that that has great importance and that we do not separate those things. And we see that even as he goes beyond creation and that value, that that he brings salvation physically. So as he tells the story of who he is and his salvation, uh, he regularly reminds the people of God that he's the one who saved them. He saved them in the Exodus where he draws them out of slavery. He physically draws them out of Egypt, out of a land of slavery, and then he he takes them to the promised land. That that is uh, this way in which he works salvation. There is absolutely spiritual mixed in with that. They're deeply connected. It's not just one or just the other. His salvation comes uh, though through physical means. So that we see now even the promises in the New Testament. As Jesus has come in Romans 8 verse 11. That there's this promise that our bodies will be made new. That he saves our bodies. That that, that matters. We see the promise of what is to come in First Corinthians 15. This great chapter about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And its implication that we ourselves will be raised from the dead. That there's a promise that we don't just exit our bodies when we die and then that's the end of the story. No, the story is our bodies matter in such a way that our bodies will be raised from the dead. They matter. And even in the life of Jesus, we see his body, his life, his death was bodily. His resurrection was bodily and it now sits at the right hand of God. There is Jesus in the flesh. The body matters deeply. That is this story, so it has impact in our own lives first Corinthians six is this warning against sexual immorality and, and one of the points that Paul is making there is the implications of this sin uh, being significant because we 're sinning against the body and that could be all kinds of sin of gluttony or uh, different things that we might do with our body drunkenness there's all kinds of things that apply, but the point is that the way that we uh, treat and act uh, with our body, the things that we do with it uh, uh, alone and with other people, it matters. It matters deeply. And so we're uh, encouraged then uh, to to recognize that truth, to not just separate the physical and the spiritual, uh, and to recognize that what we do physically affects our spiritual lives. Um, what we do physically. And this is why we find it's, 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 God looking out for us, recognizing that he created us. He knows what's best for us so as he calls us to sexual purity, as he calls us to uh, sobriety, as he calls us to not be gluttons. These aren't, he's not just putting these hard boundaries on because he's a, a mean and legalistic God. He's, he's wanting to protect and care for us. He's wanting what's best for us. And he's recognizing that the way that we use our bodies matter, because it's created, we're created in his image. So there's then an invitation to think about that, to consider what we might do, how we might become more like Christ in the, in the way that we uh, interact in this world in a physical way. So then there are implications. I mean, there's just this clear theme running all throughout scripture that we've just hit some of the highlights of. Uh, but the implication then, okay, as we're in this series of one another, and what does it then mean for the way that we interact with one another, the way that we ultimately love one another and uh, humbly serve one another and encourage and exhort one another. What what does that uh, mean? What does that look like? Our, our physical bodies matter deeply when it comes to the way that we treat one another. So even before we get to the greeting one another in verse 20, we go back to, we had 15 through 18 read, and there's this whole conversation Paul regularly has with the churches. Uh, that he uh, influences the people that he loves in the body of Christ. He sends them this le- these letters, but he often talks about wanting to be with them physically. He wants to be in their presence, and he's not able to in this moment. And so he uh, he has uh, Stephanus, and then also for uh, for fortune. I, I, I I'm gonna mess it up. So I uh, said it like five times before this, and um, Danielle uh, did a great job. So and uh, and Achaus, and they're all going. And he's uh, he's saying this is a benefit to you that these three people are coming to you, that they are they are greeting you and that the church is is greeting them. And they're they're greeting through these representatives, these fellow laborers, these fellow Christians. And what he's saying, what he's recognizing is that their presence with them is a beautiful thing that Paul is able to rejoice in. Verse 17, he rejoices at their coming and that they've made up for the absence of the Corinthians in his own life. So what he's saying here is that these people being sent to you, it matters. There's a a reason to rejoice over that because there is this ministry of presence that is going on. They are with them physically, and that is an encouragement. And and yes, the letter matters, and we now have it as the word of God. It matters deeply. It's not saying that doesn't matter. Uh, But it's saying the physical presence, the ministry of presence is incredibly important. So part of the way that we love one another is we just spend time with one another, that we're around one another, that we encourage one another. And, and, and we see that it's even refreshing. They refreshed my spirit as well as yours. Give recognition to such people. There's this, this spiritual thing. The spirit is refreshed because of their presence with Paul and then with the Corinthians that they would share that. It's refreshing to the spirit, this connection of the spiritual and the physical. And so we recognize that we need one another and we need the presence, the physical presence of one another deeply. Now, some of the things that we've talked about over this last year and a half, it is uh, something to rejoice in that this pandemic hit in 2020 in such a way that we could connect with one another safely and still have some level of relationship, right? We did zoom worship for months. We were able to uh, connect with people in, in other places and be finding encouragement from others over FaceTime and zoom and all these kind of things. Right. There was, there's benefit in that. We can, we can still, and there are times i even talking this week about the fact that we need to uh, restart our weekly prayer after our summer break and, uh, you know, do we do that over Zoom? It's uh, convenient, maybe more people. And, and there, there are places where it will be appropriate to connect in, uh, in virtual ways, whether that's over the phone or text or email or Zoom or FaceTime, whatever it might be. There are appropriate times, but that is not sufficient. Let, let us not uh, think, as we are thankful that that happened, that we get our spiritual fulfillment uh, in a virtual way. And there are many people that, you know, think, I, I, don't, I don't need... Uh, the church. I can listen to sermons online, and you, you're going to find hundreds of uh, better sermons online than you're going to find from me on Sunday morning. And I, that's not the central point of why you're here. Um, that's not the central point of being a part of the body of Christ. Is to get the best sermon. It's to be together with the people of God. Let's not try to find our spiritual lives uh, virtually. Let's let's recognize uh, that the writer of Hebrews tells us that. Uh, We need to continue gathering together. And so much more as you see the day approaching, that we would encourage one another, don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together. It's incredibly important, that ministry of presence. And you think, well, I I need to be ministered to, maybe. I don't think of myself as, as we're, we're all ministering to one another by just being with one another. And I hope that you've heard, like, when somebody's really struggling with something, that one of the best things you can do is just to sit with them. And it's not to come up with the right words. There are no right words in real times of sorrow. But the ministry of presence, just being with one another. And and I uh, hope to do that with as many people as I can as the pastor. But we have to do that with one another. That's something that we all do. We spend time with one another. And then we see this specific way in which it plays out in verse 20. Uh, Not only are we gathering together. We, which, again, is incredibly necessary. And I, I, I'm going to just step back and say this. I, I saw, uh, I don't know if it was a meme or a quote. I, I see them all the time. Like, oh, I have to remember that. And then I don't remember what the kind, uh, text was. So I'm uh, not giving a reference here. But it talked about the fact that uh, you know, people will say, I, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. And, and, and yeah, absolutely. Technically, that, that, that is true. But um, if, if you don't have to... Uh, stay in the same house to be technically married, but it's going ref- to uh, affect your relationship if you don't go and spend time with your spouse. And uh, it's going to affect your spirituality if you don't spend time with the people of God uh, in incredibly negative ways in ways that we're not meant to experience, right? We need one another. So then we, we find this idea of uh, this, this um, command uh, to greet one another... With uh, a holy kiss at the end of verse 20 there. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Now, this happens in Romans and 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians and 1 Thessalonians. Peter says it as well. He refers to it as a kiss of love in 1 Peter 5. Um, so this is not just this one-off time. Uh, I do think that we can understand this as, uh, as, as cultural, And and, and there are many cultures where this happens now. So my son is in Mexico and he was told that the normal greeting uh, with one another would be like, you know, the the kiss on the cheek, Uh, maybe one cheek, maybe two cheeks. And because of COVID, this is not happening um, for him. Uh, But that was my experience over 20 years ago uh, in Mexico City with college students. That was just the way that you greeted people. It was just this cultural way of greeting one another. And for us, maybe it's uh, for some people, uh, in, the, in certain relationships, maybe it's a hug, maybe it's a handshake, maybe it's a fist bump. And again, recognizing that uh, we're lamenting right now, as it is, isn't happening uh, in the same way that that it ideally should. That we're, we're created for it to exist. My encouragement here is to think about that we do want to engage one another physically. And, and there's and here's this is a little bit of encouragement. Uh, You know, this idea that uh, moving forward, we we should just do away with the handshake. Um, And uh, I I, I would say my my initial reaction is that we we need to be connected to one another physically. And uh, and that will always come with some risk. I mean, just relationship comes with risk, right? Um, uh, uh, The idea that we would just separate ourselves, that we would always wear masks, that we would always uh, stay socially distant from one another is... Uh, it's not a way to move forward long-term. Again, short-term, there's a place for that. I think we were right to not meet in person. Uh, that there may be a time coming again where we will lament that. But that is not the way that we're created to live. That's not the way that we uh, should live long-term. We should be physically connected with one another. Now, I say that, and as we think about, okay, what are those particular ways? We have to recognize that... Um, there's some level of application that we need both wisdom and time and specific relationships that's going to look very differently. Because here's the reality, as I alluded to earlier, um, there there are, for many of us, have either experienced or know people who have experienced uh, unhealthy uh, physical interaction with others. The, 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 the quote um, that I read is uh, that we need to recognize that there... Uh, is profane touch that has mentored and broken many of us uh, there's that is a, a twisted view of touch that has uh, that has shaped uh, who we are and it's shaped us and it's shaped others in ways that we need to be uh, we need to be wise in the way that we uh, connect with one another so one is uh, we we think about individual relationships are all going to look different so uh, hugs are not just. Uh, to, to be given to people that you don't know or don't know well enough to know that that would be a comfortable thing for them. Um, so I, I think about just this week, I heard the story, uh, or I heard something that Josie Alzma said, and I, I talked to her, she did give me permission to uh, talk about her, so I, I, I got permission. Uh, she went to school for the first time as a freshman to Covenant College right outside of Chattanooga, um, she went last Thursday, right? And it's, it's going great. She uh, is enjoying it. She's having she's very busy. Uh, she's connecting with lots of people. But she said she was really excited about Hogan and Steph coming, who that trip got delayed from Tuesday to uh, yesterday, and then I'm going down uh, today. Um, but she was really looking forward to Hogan and Steph coming to get a hug. Um, because she's connecting with other students there, right? She doesn't know them yet well enough to... Start just going around and giving everybody a hug. That's probably not the best way to think about uh, the way that we connect physically with others. But she knows and has deep and beautiful relationship with both Stephanie and with Hogan. And so she's looking forward to that opportunity to hug, to be connected physically. There are times when that is absolutely appropriate and good and beautiful. So we do take into account that the, uh, one of the things that that illustrated to me is like our need for that. We're created to desire that and want that. That it's a beautiful thing, right? But it's also uh, relationally appropriate in different ways, whether it's the handshake or the hug or whatever it might be. And so there are going to be times in relationships where we might ask, can I, can I give you a hug? Can, can I put my hand on your shoulder as I, uh, as I pray for you? It, we, we might need to ask those kinds of things, and we need wisdom, and we also need to be able to say um, uh, that, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, we need to be able to answer no if somebody asks us that question. We need the complete freedom to say uh, maybe maybe not right now, and we need to be okay with that if somebody says no to us, not knowing the ways in which we have been uh, hurt by the physical touch of others or other people's history there, right? I, I, I even struggle with, okay, how do I, it, one, do I, do I even do this particular one another because it gets tricky in that with applying wisdom in the different situations, recognizing great pain uh, has uh, impact in so many of our lives, recognizing that we also need healthy physical touch, knowing that I, I can't just give a list, of so, okay, here's what it looks like, right? But I, I want to encourage us to, to see that need. And as we see that need, as we see that that's what we're created for and that there's something beautiful there, we're also sitting together in a, in a reality of things not being the way that they're supposed to be. So we're sitting in the reality that some of us have been hurt deeply by physical touch in the past. And that's painful to sit in. So this is where lament comes in, right? And we sit deeply in the pain of being separated still on some level because of COVID, physically and otherwise. It's, it's, it's uh, a mess, right? It's something we need to be continually praying for, that we find unity in the body um, in the midst of this mess. So we sit in that. And then we're sitting also in that discomfort of knowing, okay, wait, yes, physical, we're created physically. I, I, I want to step into this. How do I do that? In different relationships, there's, there's the, the tension that we're going to feel in the midst of that. So we're sitting in all of that, right? And it's into the mess of this world that our Lord, because he valued the physical world so much, because he valued our bodies so much, he stepped into it himself. That God himself, the one who spoke the world into being, the physical world into being, who created us in his own image, that God was in the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1. And then it goes on to say, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He cared so much about us physically that he entered into this world, and he lived a life here in his bodily form and experienced the mess of it himself. And he touched people as he healed them and interacted with them and cared for them. His body was broken His physical body was the the very thing, it it being broken, his body broken and his blood poured out was the very thing that accomplished for us salvation, the forgiveness of sin that draws us into relationship with one another. And in that, there is healing. There's both uh, uh, a, a hope and a healing to move forward, to continue to step into the ways in which we've been hurt and broken, the ways that we've hurt and broken other people. But he stepped into that. But then not only that, but as I referenced earlier, he, his body rose from the dead and ascended into heaven and now sits at the right hand of the Father. He bodily exists now. Jesus in his body reigns and rules now. And he offers relationship with him. Forgiveness of our sin, part of his being drawn into his family. And he promises us that our bodies will one day be raised that he cares so much about our bodies, that they will be raised. And all of this brokenness will be done away with. This is the hope that we have to look forward to. The the story of God is one of physical beauty from creation to fall and the shame that we experience and the mess that we experience and all of these heavy issues that we sit in to the redemption that he works ultimately through Jesus and Jesus' own body to the point where the resurrection will come and all things will be made right and our bodies will be fixed. And we'll interact with one another perfectly in our bodies, in our resurrected, uh, glorified bodies. That gives us hope now that we can be a part of that work now, seeking to love one another well physically. And that comes with boundaries on one side and thoughtfulness, and, and it comes with moving toward one another on on the other side. And the hope that we can do this well comes because Jesus, who created our bodies, had his broken so that we might be free, that we might experience salvation in our own bodies, that we might, as Paul calls in Romans 12, offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, that we would experience his presence through the power of the Holy Spirit, and that we would sit in this reality of the physical world in which we live and step into it with hope and do it together. We need one another not just to move toward one another physically, but to actually have conversations about this. Again, the, hey, can I give you a hug? Can I put my hand on your shoulder? These kinds of things, we, we need encouragement. And it's offered because Jesus offered his body for us. Let's pray.